welcome to the Comedians on a Couch podcast. I'm Paul Connell and I'm here with the wonderful, the beautiful, the sexual, the sensual, the uh, satanical, the, I don't know why I said the gangs now I have to think of something, the sensational Salisbury. It's Jed Salisbury. How are you, Jed Salisbury? No, I, I was worried where that was going. Because, like, he was doing a lot of S's, and I was like, sex offender's going to get thrown in there. <laughs> yeah, but... but also, could you imagine that? The wonderful, the amazing, the great sex offender. Like, hang on, Paul. Why are you such a fan of this sex offender? Yeah, I feel like I come off worse than you, because if there's one yeah. thing worse than a bit of sex offender, it's been the guy cheering him on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Who advocates this. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy, it's the guy who's like... Um, who's just got t-shirts for your face on. Yeah, oh. like, free Jed Salisbury. Did he do it? Yeah. But free him anywhere. Yeah, I know. He's a good guy. <laughs> That's why I like If him. you're not walking alone at 3am. Yeah, because I'm not in danger, so I, I'm all for yeah. it. Elephant in the room. We need to talk about it. Uh, Fast 9 trailer was released. What, what yeah. thoughts... You know what? <laughs> Because I do the fast and I do the fast and furious material. When it dropped, so many comedians messaged me it's like, "Doing the new trailer? What do you reckon?" I'm like, "It is exactly the conclusion where I expect it to go." Yeah, yeah, it's it's the it's it's spot on. If if I would have, I wish I was there was a way of betting on what would have been in that trailer because I think I'd have nailed every single thing in that trailer. Yeah, it's... and I love how they don't care about plot. They're like, what? Yeah. We'll give it away. Yeah, you do not care. I. They're like, what? yeah. There's no, there's no surprises anymore, really, is there? You know what it is? It's like you're a dirty little whore, and Hollywood's just like spat in your mouth, and it's gone. You like that, don't you? And a bit of you has gone, <laughs> no, but a bit of you has gone, kind of, because Hollywood like knows it's got you. Because what's, what's, what are you gonna do? Be like, oh no, I'm not watching that trash. And then you have to go watch that trash. The Hollywood knows it's got you by now. They're like, man, we could shit in our hands and clap, and you'd come see Fast and the Furious shit hands McGee. Yeah, it's like it's like the one who says like, oh, uh, a robot watched a hundred hours of whatever and then wrote its own film. Yeah. That's literally where we're at with the Fast and Furious films now. Like, yeah, there's no. I I don't even care about the plot either. I don't. I honestly, the last it's weird. When the, oh, the the bit of the thing I was wondering about was the fast the Fast and Furious movie coming out. At no point have I thought about what the plot will be. I'm just like, will they go to space? Apparently, yes. Yeah. Like I was thinking, is there a chance? Right. Open your mind right now, Jed. Open it up. Right. Is there a chance that this whole series is a prequel to Pitch Black, which is a prequel to Chronicles of Riddick? Which is a prequel to Riddick. Which is a prequel to Riddick. Is that true? Because that uh, that's set in the future. Uh, you know what I want? What I want is how the series to end. Picture this, like it gets all ridiculous. Because like the next one, I, I'm sure there'll be street racing aliens on the moon, right? Yeah. There'll be a lunar buggy. In Fast 10, there will be a lunar buggy. I'm going... I'm going one further. I was thinking, I am going, there will be aliens in Fast 10. I think the government will come to them and be like, you know, oh, we, you you would be building you for this. This has been the plan since we watched you stealing DVD players and we're like, 
we yeah. need these guys because aliens are going to attack. And I think they they have to fight the alien invasion. And I think they're, they're the only hope. But I think when Fast, Fast 10 ends, right, and it comes to its natural conclusion, what's going to happen is going to take it back to the first movie where it's Ryan and Vin Diesel, you know, street racing when they're on the run to the police. Yeah. And it's their last race. And the train hits Vin Diesel's car. It's going to go back to that point. And at all this oh, point, Vin Diesel's been in the coma. It was all a dream. And it's come back to realism. Yeah. No, that I'd love it if, if Fast 10 was just like a street racing movie and they just completely got rid of everything, stripped it all back and was like... Yeah. The Nick and DVD players again, and people are like, mate, we don't need, we got Netflix and shit, and, and Dom's like, no, we need to steal these, these, these DVD video combos. You don't need Netflix. You got family that you can borrow Monsters Inc. Two from. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that film. Um, sir, I've got a mental story to tell you. For my birthday, right? I decided that I was going to try and find like a cabin to go to with my girlfriend and we were going to stay in a cabin on the edge of a lock um, and I wanted to just smoke cigars. There, there was supposed to be a hot tub there and we were just going to like chill out, get drunk, smoke cigars, the end of, edge of a lock in a jacuzzi. I was like, that's what I want to do for my birthday, right? Fun. Yeah, pretty much, pretty, pretty much my perfect like evening. What ha- so I booked this place online on Airbnb, right? And this is the most mental 24 hours of my life. We show up, right? We drive up this big track, and it's this old manor house, right? With right. caravans outside that are filled with Irish travellers that are, like, in their underwear... Smoking, drinking, like shouting at each other, like kicking off, kids running everywhere. It's madness on the grounds of this like really old kind of manor house thing. So yeah. I, I tend Sophie, I'm like, is this the right place kind of thing? She's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. I was like, okay. So we go to the, the front door and it's like, you go and it's this big old stately home, right? Knocked on the front door and it was like Scooby-Doo, right? The door opened itself. And inside, it was it was dark, but with taxidermied animals everywhere, which was creepy as fuck, right? What a lovely room of death. Yeah, and that's what I quoted that. I quoted, and she'd never seen Ace Ventura 2, and I was like, oh, I wish I was here with Jed. He'd have gone there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so we went in, and, and I was looking around this place, and it's like empty. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I'll ring the number on the Airbnb. Uh, so I rang the guy who owns the Airbnb, and he was like, oh, yes, I'm just further down the ground. So he goes, there should be staff there. Is there no fucking staff? I'm like, there's no staff anyway. He's like, bloody fucking hell. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. So I'm there, and, and he arrives, and he's this guy, and he's in, like, cashmere jumper. He's got, like, really long hair, and he's got, he's got like, a, um, uh, oh, a vape, like a big vape pen on. And he's like, he's like, oh, fucking hell. You can't fucking get the staff. Blah, blah, blah. He's like ranting and raving, right? Um, yeah. And then he comes, he goes, I'll show you to your quarters. And he comes through and he's like a, such a stereotype. And I piss him myself. I keep looking over at Sophie like, I'm pissing myself laughing at this guy. 
is they want to come through here. You can actually, you'll be able to sleep in a room that was once owned by John Muir. And um, I have no idea who John Muir was. And I looked at Sophie, and Sophie went, Ah, oh, yeah, John Muir. So I thought, oh, she knows who John Muir is. He was like, oh, yeah, you're familiar with John Muir. Well, this was his room. This was where he grew up. This was where this was where he was a boy. And this was where he came up with the idea to start the national parks in America. So this guy was a guy who, who had started, do you know Yosemite National Park? Yeah. That was like, he made that. He went over to America and started all the national parks. And we're looking around his room. And he's going on about all the inspirational things that happened in this room. And I'm and as he's going through it, I was like, well, well, he's like, I'm like, my plan is just to have a McDonald's and maybe get a birthday blowjob in this room. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do anything inspirational. I'm not going to write my memoirs or whatever. So he shows around this room, and I'll show you pictures. It's like there's like a um, antlers, like a, a chandelier made out of antlers. There's like loads of the most racist paintings I've ever seen in my life of just John Muir with like all these black slaves, which just is not. It just, it's not cool. But he's just like pointing out, he's like, wonderful portrait here. Everything's made out of horses as well. There's horses' heads everywhere, right? Like fake horses' heads. But he's going through and he's like, oh, it's wonderful room, wonderful room. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and we have dogs. We have lots of dogs. Dogs, dogs, dogs. Loads and loads of dogs. Look at all these. And they, all these dogs are like all around the room, like running up and down the furniture. He's like, bloody love it. Bloody love a dog, me. He's doing that. So then... I turned Sophie after he'd left, and I'm like, this is mental. Like, we're in this room that is, like, this grand room with a big fireplace and these big beds with bearskin rugs and these animal heads everywhere. It's a, it is a vegan's nightmare. This is not sounding like a log cabin. <laughs> it is not at all anything that we decided. We didn't get any of the things that I wanted, right? It wasn't by the side of a lock either. The pictures were of a lock in, in right. Airbnb, but it wasn't... It wasn't near a lock. It's just like, here's a lock. So he goes outside, right? And this is where it went mental, right? I just wanted to set the scene of where we are. We hear commotion outside. And he's kicking off at these travellers, right? And he's going, oh, fucking travellers. They're fucking shit everywhere. All over. You have soiled the grounds of John Muir. Then he goes to this young boy and he's like, you child. He goes, what is that in your mouth? And this little boy is like four. Doesn't really answer. He's like, is that a lollipop? Is that... And what did you do with the wrapper? What did you do with the wrapper when you when you took it off the lollipop and put it in our mouth? I bet you threw it on the ground, didn't you? Didn't you, young boy? And this boy's like, just sit there in silence. He goes, right, that's it. Give me the lollipop. Literally starts stealing a lollipop out of a child's <laughs> mouth, which was like, instantly I was like... Was it easy, though? Because, like, I've had yeah, it easy. It's easy. I... I started laughing because I was like, it's like, you know, like, who shot Mr. Burns where he yeah. steals the lollipop out of Maggie's mouth. And he had all these dogs, so I just kept going, release the hounds. So he's kicking like, off. That, 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 should be, that should be like how games set the difficulty. At first, it's candy for a <laughs> yeah. baby. Yeah. Like, easy. Middling, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a lollipop from a toddler. Yeah. Uh, difficult, it's an iPad from a child. Yeah. And, and hard, a, hard mode is uh, is uh, a kind of strong, a kind of, yeah. yeah. I was going to say a kind of strong burr from someone in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's doing this and he's shouting and kicking off, and it's like absolutely destroyed my ground. I want you. And he turns to all these these travellers. Now they, they're walking over. Now hardcore, uh, they're like um, a Brad Pitt in Snatch, right? Yeah, that is the exact image that that I had. They had the sheepskin. Like, all, like, the, the gold kind of, like, jewellery and stuff. They walk over. 
And he, and he goes, he's like, what do you think you're doing? What are you talking to my child for? What are you doing? It's just ridiculous. What are you doing? And he just, this like Irish noise. And he's like, it's bloody stupid. All over the ground. So I've spent an hour cleaning up here now. I want you off my land. Off my land. Off my land right now. And he's like red in the face. He's screaming. I'm inside. I'm like pissing myself laughing. And they all, and then these, these um, travelers, like these four or five of them, like circled around him. And this guy does not give a fuck. This guy's just screaming at these travellers, threatening I love them. his level of entitlement. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. He's had, he, he is a snobby, rich twat who's just never been punched in the face. Uh, but it was, uh, uh, it gets worse, right? All right. So I then, I said to Sophie, while that was going on, we felt a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest, because it was happening, like, right, like, a couple of meters away from we're in the we're in John Beale's room that's on the ground right. floor and it's happening outside our window. So I tend to um Sophie and I said, I'm gonna go and just see what the deal is with like the kitchen setup and food kind of thing. Uh and she was like, Okay, she was like, I'm gonna just go get a shower. I was like, Okay, you you know, so it was like we were like, let's just like remove ourselves from this because it's really awkward. So I go into the kitchen area and this woman comes over. And she's like, hello, I'm Claudia. I make you anything you want. And I'm like, um, hi, Claudia. Um, I was of the understanding that we were able to use the kitchen facilities. She's like, no, no, no. You tell me what you want. I bring it to your room. So I go, okay, Claudia, um, I'm vegan. And I have a feeling that that's something that you're not used to, to cooking for because of just, you know, all the dead animals everywhere. <laughs> So she goes, she goes, oh, no, no, no. We have vegan in everything we do. And I went, we, you what? And she went, everything we do, we have vegan in it. And I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think you know what vegan means. <laughs> She's like, no, no, I show you a menu. She gets the menu out. She's like, so her and her husband live there. They're both like Eastern European, as you can tell by my flawless accent. Yeah. They live in the house. And they do all the work for the house. And I genuinely think that he just kind of like puts them up. I don't think there's anything legit going on there. <laughs> it's a very dodgy yeah, setup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not one of these people who would make assumptions, but I don't think it's on, on the up and up what's going on in, in this house. Right. So I'm going, I go, no, no, I can't eat any, anything that's come from an animal at all. So she's like, I don't know, I don't, uh, I don't know. So he comes in, the guy who's been kicking off, bright red in the face, and he goes, what's up? What's the matter? What's going on now? I said, um, I'm I'm vegan. I'm just asking if there's any food. Oh, fucking hell. Well, we don't serve what you are here. He says, so I'm like, that's fine. Can I use the kitchen? Because I've actually brought food. No, you cannot go in my kitchen. I'm like, well, what? what do I eat then? And he goes, I don't know. That's not my problem. I did not choose to have you here and be vegan. So I'm like, all right, uh, thanks. Cut to an hour later, I'd gone to the corner shop. The only vegan thing in the corner shop was a tin of beans. I right. lit a fire in the car park out of twigs. I have a fire <laughs> and a tin of beans, like a hobo in a cartoon, on the fire, <laughs> heating it up. Right. Right? So... I'm we're sat outside and then You're he, now gypsy. You're you now I'm more, that. Yeah, I'm more I'm more gypsy than the gypsies, right? 
So right. I'm out there like hoboing some beans and Sophie comes over and we end up being like, it was quite a nice night. We were, we're in, it was like a bit of a forest area where it was. I was like, let's make the most of it. We had some cigars. We're out there. We're drinking whiskey. It's okay. And then it gets a little bit colder. And um, and by the way, you've got you've got these like 11 year old kids going up and down on motorbikes up and down the path of this like, and you can just imagine, if you imagine a stately home surrounded by the, the Brad Pitt's family from Snatch. Yeah. So he, I go to Sophie, I go, um, I'll, I'll go get us like a couple of jackets because it's getting quite cold. She's like, all right. So I go inside. As I go inside, I hear like a massive commotion going on. And he'd call one of the kids a dirty little gypsy, right? Which is like racist, obviously, is a racial slur to to Irish travellers, right? And this Irish guy is about, I would say he's Dan's height and like, like built, right? He's led over yeah. and he's going, I'm not going to repeat what he says, but he's going, what do you call a black man a N-word? Would you? Well, you wouldn't do that. Well, then you don't call an Irish man a gypsy, do you? You don't fucking do that. And he's kicking off and he's leant over and pointing in his face, right? They all surround him. The guy looks at me. And I'm just there. I need to walk through the middle of it to get to the front door because they're arguing either side of the door to get my coat, right? This guy is terrified. This Irish guy grabs him. He has a hold of him. And he has his fist ready to hit him. And I'm watching it going, I don't know whose side I'm on. (laughs) (laughs) I have no... I have no stakes. You all need... You all need punching in the face to be fair yeah so i just kind of have to slip by them whilst this guy and he looks over at me and goes can you see what he's doing can you see can, why did you do something could you know that and i'm like look i'm not getting involved like <laughs> it's my birthday like so i just sneak by we get the um we get i get a couple of cuts anyway we do it. eventually we go to bed and we're in bed loads of camper vans then pull up right so the, the grounds are like full like packed with people now. It's not COVID safe at all. I wanted to be on my own in a cabin and now I'm surrounded by like this wall between the, the yeah. rich and the poor going on. So we, we go to bed and um, we start doing what couples do, you know, you know. Yeah. But I feel really uncomfortable because it's like a historical site. And like, I keep being yeah. like, oh, I don't, I don't really, I was like, right, if we do it on the floor, it's not as bad because we're not on any like this historical furniture. So we do that. But then we hear someone like outside our room, we hear our doors like move, right? And someone's like yeah. stood outside our room playing a guitar because there was a guitar for whatever reason. So someone's outside the room playing the guitar and I'm like, I can't do this. I, I cannot do this. This is really weird. This is really weird now. Anyway, so far through the night, I wake up to go to the toilet I wake up and there's just a cat on the bed that's come from somewhere. And I'm like, what's going on? And there's a cat looking at us. And I'm like, who is this cat? Where's it come from? So I take the cat out, put it outside, go to the toilet. Oh, yeah. And every time you went to a shower, the shower was the other end of the dining room where people would have their meal. So you would have to walk out the shower with a towel on through where everyone was eating to get back to your room in order to get changed. Amazing. And I mean, that was it. And then we, we woke up in the morning, nice and Sophie, can we just get in the car and leave? I don't want to speak to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I'm, I'm genuinely scared. <laughs> like, this is horrifying. This was the most mental 24 hours of my life. And then, yeah, then we, we went home. But yeah, that was my birthday. <laughs> How much did that cost you? 50 quid. 
Yeah, this is why that, that's... Too, you thought you was getting a cabin in a hot tub for 50 quid. Yeah. That is shame on you. I know. You deserve that experience. I know. Well, the thing is with it is... This is the thing. when I think when you when you do comedy, it's the good thing is that you can always find the silver lining of, like, this will be a bit one day. And, like, as it was going on, so I just kept saying, Sophie, I was like... There's a bit in this somewhere. This is where I hope something was looking at it, but I don't do comedy, Paul. I don't want to end up mad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, she was. She was, because Sophie's so positive all the time. She was like, like, constantly like, I mean, this is great. I mean, it is all, all the history here and all this stuff. And she's really like a positive, super happy person. And I think I'm reasonably positive, but like, I've got a line and, and that night crossed it. And I was just like, Done. I was so done. I'm trying to think at what point a reasonable person would leave. Oh, like probably the second that we entered and it was a haunted house. (laughs) Yeah, the the second that I was like, this is not a cabin. This is not what I signed up for. Mm. I'm uh, no. I think I would have left with a gypsy fight. (laughs) The gypsy fight was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. But yeah. I think that's when I would be like, you know what, guys, I'm just going to leave because you don't need witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, yeah. It was like, do you know when you get, like, leave a review? And the next day it was like, leave a review. I was like, fuck, I don't even know what to write. Like, I don't even know where to start. Did you leave a review? No, but I know I should have because I think it would have been good content for the podcast. Yeah. That's the only reason why I was going to leave one. But I was like, I don't know where to start because there was... There was a lot of good there. Like, I will say, like, it was in this historical room that was incredible. The room was amazing. But it was the most mental, mental... But it was advertised to you as a cabin. Yeah, it was a, It was supposed to be a cabin with our own kitchen and our own hot tub. Did you say this to them? Yeah, I, I said it to him. I, comp- I said it to him and he was like... Well, with the with the coronavirus and blah 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 blah, we can't have you going in the kitchens. And we do have the cabins, but we're not using them right now. And this, that, and the other. So, like, they wear cabins around the back, I think, as well. Um, right. And it was a you working. Should have tell you that I was looking. I should have. Yeah, there was a lot wrong with it, but yeah, it was one of the things where it was like I would have been pissed off if I was a normal person, but I think people like us who kind of like constantly yeah. just looking for funny things to happen because we with coronavirus we can't have you have you in the cabin isolated alone what we need to do is have you under our roof <laughs> with a load of travelers who who go from town to town like, fighting with people just spreading yeah. disease yeah amazing oh uh, it's terrible Oh god! So how? Anyway, how is your enough about my weird weekend? How is your? Radio I love training? that story. I think that's a wonderful story. Do you think it's just a bit? There's a bit of stand up there, isn't there? I think with a bit that of was, working out. Telling it, and having Graham not just laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, I'll save it for a panel show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So radio show, how is it going? Are you you alive? Were you you alive on the radio? Yeah, I did my first sort of day live. They put me out today. You're not really meant to tell people oh, uh, your first time. So oh, yeah. I, uh, I was like, I, I went live. Wait, uh, it was all over social today. media. Yeah, I, no, after I'd gone live, oh, okay. I told people. But like before, I didn't really want people listening in. Um, but it went well. Like uh, They didn't fire me and they want me back. But I managed to, apparently I enjoyed joined in a group elite group of trainers 
as most people take like 10 lessons, mm. which is how long it costs, and I've managed to make it live, and now I'm just doing live shows within six weeks, which I think is pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm one of them. Which I skipped. So. Do you have a radio so. voice? And no, I I just go with my normal voice, this voice. And what what um, what did you what, so what was your kind of topic that you talk, talked about on the radio then? Oh, uh, so this one I don't really have to I don't really get to develop my own show at the moment. So this is like radio on steering wheels, I guess. So right. like, um, it's their show, so it's called the Midweek Connection, and like I go on, and then we've got the What's on Guiding Hole. Uh, I intro a few songs and then we do the Job Express, which is advertising jobs in the area. And then I kind of close the hour. Okay. Uh, so it's like radio on, on their sort of point, which is completely fine. Like just while I learn. And then once that becomes second nature, I then can bring in my own show and develop ideas. That's pretty good. How are you uh, going to find... But I've started writing a a sketch show for it. I, I want to do a sketch show and then do my own show as well. Oh, that's cool. And you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to keep it like so clean and like I guess uh, is this stuff like I assume you'd have to avoid like politics. You'd have to avoid. There's a lot of stuff I guess that there's a lot more kind of restrictions. I, I would I would assume been on the radio. So I don't have to avoid politics. Or anything I can be biased leaning to what I want. But I just have to make sure anything I say is truth. Right. So I can't be done for libel or can't anything you, like that. Can't say you got a big dick. Uh, yeah, no, that that's straight. Well, uh, my moniker on radio is I call myself Handsome Jed Salisbury. I don't know how it happens, but do you know when like you just like on radio, you, you, I'm talking and talking, and I was just like Handsome Jed Salisbury here on Midday Connection, and now it's just kind of stuck. That's like Handsome Dan in Wayne's World too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Paulsbury's my moniker. Um, but it's pretty good, man. I really like it. And uh, I, there's no like, interesting, like, food parts I've, 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 met, I've not messed up or anything. And it's going well. But uh, I found a, a new heroine in my life. That, that's the main thing. Mm. And that is, um, I'm decorating my room at the moment. I don't know if you can tell. Let's have a look. It's all kind of half stripped and stuff. Um, yeah, and I've downsized a lot. I got rid of five boxes of junk, but you might have had this when you moved. Yeah, I got um, loads. <laughs> how fulfilling is selling stuff on eBay? Oh, have you tried Gumtree? No, mate, Gumtree because you don't even have to post it. They come and fucking get it. Well, this is, the thing is, like a lot of my stuff's just collectibles, mm. so it's not worth like Gumtree because I, I don't want like Jack or Joe coming, but like. Like I was about, I was gonna give some comics away to my friend, and they were like, "No, some of them are worth money." And then it turns out, like, some of my comic books are worth two hundred quid that I didn't even know about. Fuck! Like, I've been sat on a small fortune. What have you? Have you got any comics left? Yeah, yeah, I got like, I didn't end up getting rid of them at the end. I didn't give them to my friends, so like, I'm, I'm still going to go through and like, a couple of them are worth like a good two hundred quid. Well, I, I won't buy the two hundred quid ones. But if you got any, if 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 you've got any that you're selling on eBay and you and you want a quick sale, I'll, I'll always buy comic books. 
Ah, uh, fair. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd just send them to you, Paul, to be fair. No, I'd uh, them. I, I know, I know it's, I, I have an addiction to buying comic books. So. <laughs> well, they're all Star Wars ones, but, like, nice. I found out, like, Darth Vader issue three, naming condition goes for 200 quid. Uh, and I'm just like... But that's new. That's quite reasonably new in terms of comic books. It's, it's because uh, it's the first issue a new character appears. That's really popular. Doctor, what's her face? Afra, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, like, that. And then I've also uh, started enjoying, I don't know if there's something about 10 and 30, but um, car boots. I love <laughs> right. a good car boot, Paul. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. car boot sale. To be honest, oh. I assumed you've always, you, you, you strike me as someone who likes a car boot sale. And they've always been involved in my life, Paul. <laughs> but I don't think I've enjoyed them to this level. Right, what, like is, what is it go- that you... I think there's two bases to enjoy car boot on. is one, finding something you genuinely want and be like, this is great, and then bartering to get down to a reasonable price. Mm. Yeah? And I think the second bit is laughing at some of the junk people are selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's You're like, nice I've thrown away fucking worse. I don't know what these people are doing. Uh, and like some of the stuff, like my, I went with my girlfriend, and she's like an avid collector of stuffed teddies. Right. And there was like a, a, she almost hit a child. I think I'm gonna have to control her because this child was in front of her and saw a Simba teddy and was like, "How much is that?" And that's what my girlfriend collects. And my girlfriend the whole time was like, "Well, it's ruined now. My day in it." I can't get that Simba Teddy, so I might as well go on. I thought she was going to track this child to her home and fight her. <laughs> yeah, but that's fair game, isn't it? At the end of the yeah. day, it's Simba, uh, Laura the Jungle, you know, survival of the fittest. That's how it works. So we settled and got her in My Little Pony, which she's now decided needs to stay at my house. Oh, so I'm not no. having my little pony. You can't, it sounds, you I feel can't, like I'm taking a 13 year old. You can't look the way you look and have a my little pony doll. No, I look so like a brony. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty grim. But what what, yeah. what little nuggets of Because it sounds like you're getting rid of a load of stuff, but they're just buying more shit. What what little nuggets you just have you picked up that you know what secret treasures have you discovered? Uh, so I don't, I, I don't actually buy much from Cabo. I kind of, like, I uh, I found what I do is I realise I have a collections already. So, like, I have a collection of Star Wars figure, figures, and I'm just filling the gaps to complete my collection. Right. Um, but, like, I'm not that... But, like, my favourite thing is my little brother went and he was buying jewellery that he's going to then off-sell for more. And he was like a Dickinson's real deal, but like the Chav version of it. <laughs> that's amazing. And like, that's the show I want in my life. Just in like, got this ring here for the cable. Uh People were saying that it's only worth two quid, but I'm going to get a tenner for it and a score. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Can't you get him to film it? Uh, you know what? I might just film it. I might next time I'll take him. I might just make a whole Jed Lens out to barter deal with it. Is it Walton Street Market you went to? No, this was Scaler Market, so it was huge. Oh, Scaler Market's great. Scaler Market's yeah. really good. That's better. 
Right. So it's like a cabo and then like a big ass market of junk. That's why I was used to go there. I used to get a loaf of parking. Oh, oh, good choice. Parking loaf and a cup of tea. Right, I've got some what would Jed do's for you. Okay. Okay, let's move into what would... We need a jingle. Um, What would Jed do? Good. Perfect. Uh, So, if you were a Transformer, (laughs) what vehicle would you turn into? Uh, Look at me, I'm a cement mixer. All all day, every day. (laughs) That is what... I've always thought that about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. It, what laws? What do you think you turn into? Um, that's a good question. Uh, probably, I, I want to be a quad bike. Like I feel like my body's kind of quad bike-ish. Do you know what I thought? You've gone from you you slimmed down a bit, so I think you've gone from the new looking bulky mini to the old school mini. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I would put you as that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm a mini and you're a cement mixer. <laughs> yeah. The new Cars film waiting to happen. Um, <laughs> what law would you abolish if you could? Murder. Get rid of it. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Uh, that's quite a good one. Uh, if you could design a planet, what would your perfect planet look like? Ooh. I'm just going to put a light on. I really... Like... I don't want to sound super nerdy, but how beautiful is Naboo as a planet in it Star is, Wars? It is nice, yeah. Like, like you've got these big palaces to live in, and then these, like, great water and, like, underground cities. I'm, I'm all over Naboo. Do you, yeah, but I feel like you... I feel like you're too working class to get by in Naboo. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd never be able to live on Naboo. In fact, I would be the servant of the rich people. You'd be doing a, but... a car in a boot sale. <laughs> I'd be on tattooing and selling stuff in the market. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, anyone want to buy these knockoff lightsabers? Got some death sticks. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, would you... No, this is a stupid question. I don't like it. Um, if you could swap... Hit me with it anywhere. All right. Uh, would you permanently feel zero pain if given the chance? No. Yes, yeah, of course. Like pain's a really necessary thing in our body. Um, if you could swap the noises of two animals, what not? What, what would you swap? Uh, um, I would swap the roar of lions and the meows of cats. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going pigeon and gorilla. Right. Oh, 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 give him some bread. <laughs> <laughs> like a little a giant gorilla going. <laughs> um, what cartoon would you live in for a week? Smurfs. Really? Why, just so you can see Dave Smith? <laughs> no, just so I can bang uh, whatever that Smurf's called. Smurf it. Uh, cartoon would I live in? Um, I don't know, man, because we always think this, right? And people are like, oh, if you could live in one fantasy world, what would you be? And you'd be like, I already live in this world, and I'm in a shit place in this world. I don't want to be... Like, if I was in Pokemon, I wouldn't be like, Ash. I'd be like the dude that worked in the restaurant that Ash visited once. No, mate, you're a bug catcher. 
What do you think? I can see you in the outfit. <laughs> well, me and my butterfree. I don't even like bugs that much. Like I'm definitely I'm definitely one of them soft boys mm. with his like think of it, pretty rabbits and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm 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 definitely like badge free on your quest. See, I think you would you would work in the poker center, like refill the vending machines or whatever. But you'd just be constantly trying to bang Nash Joy. Yeah, which I think is reasonable. <laughs> and it just never went. And you'd just go uh, to different poker centers every time, trying to bang a different Nash Joy because they all look the same. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I've got a type. I stick to it. Yeah, that's it. I'm more uh, the police officer. Officer Jenny. Officer Jenny, she's my kind. I think I'd be... Quote Andy Wilson, that's the same name as my mother, so that's a bad start. That is a bad start, yeah. I I think I would be... uh, I'd be in Team Rocket, probably. Um, I agree with Team Rocket's moth thing, though, because Team Rocket in the... Is is it in Silver and Gold, where Team Rocket are, like, trying to free them and stop people making them fight? Or is it... No, it's Black and White, where Team Rocket's goal is, like, we're we're trying to free the animals and stop you making them fight each other. And I watched that going, I think I'm pro Team Rocket, really. <laughs> Team Rocket seem like the good guys in this situation. Um, yeah, what, I can't remember what the story is with Team Rocket. Uh, they just, I, I don't know. The cartoons are different from the thing, aren't they? I think they steal Pokemon, don't they, rather than training them. Yeah. Uh, what weird... What sorry? What weird thing would you make socially acceptable if you could? Um, uh, talking to strangers. That's nice. Because I like, like, I like it being on a train, and like, I like talking to a stranger. I don't like, like, it's not like some people are really us if you do that, and um, yeah. Mate, move, to, move to Scotland. Scotland, that's all people do. <laughs> Is that... Yeah, they'll tell you everything about themselves. Like, within uh, three seconds of sitting. Is the one thing I miss about working in retail is I don't get enough gossip in my day. <laughs> yeah. So gossiping with strangers. Uh, my answer would be farting. But, like, loud farting. Because I get really yeah. bad stomach from holding it in all day. Yeah. Pooing at other places, that's not your house. I do. Is that not socially acceptable? Like, I, I think if you went, you were like, like pooing in a nightclub or at a bar and stuff, people get real. Oh, you were a long time. Were you having a shit? Yeah, why? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But people really frown on it for some reason. Yeah, I, I would do that. I would do. I shit in a. I'll shit anywhere. I'm shitting right now. If like, I'm pretty sure 90% sure I got food poisoning on Saturday and I threw up at my cousin's boyfriend house and i felt really bad about it but then i was like i shouldn't feel bad about it because i threw up in the toilet and stuff and everything was clean but like the embarrassment of like public throwing up our shitting is just horrendous yeah i that's my biggest fear is throwing up in public i'd say out of anything um anyway so i've got uh oh yeah if you could go back um in time Right, and speak to your parents before you were born. What piece of advice would you give them for raising you? Well, I'd tell my parents, especially guys. I know you're having you you're planning on having a child to make this work. 
it's not gonna happen. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Yeah. If anything, I immediately just talked to my parents out of having me. Well, okay. Let's let's go like your dad and your uh, sorry, your mum and your stepdad. Then, you know, if you could go to like mm. when when you became a family, like in the unit you're in now. What advice would I give to raising them? Just nothing. Like I, I feel like they've done a good enough job. Like just chill out a bit. Maybe make me do things for myself a bit more. Right. Do you think you've been too babied? Oh, without a doubt. You've only just got rid of your Star Wars wallpaper. I think that's a sign. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I think that was a sign that, like, I wasn't planning on being here as long as I was. Mm. Like, I never got rid of it because I was like, what's the point? I I look at moving out. And then during lockdown, I was like, it looks like I'm here for another while. Uh, So I was like, I best change things. And now it'll mean like Sabina going, oh, let's move out in the new year. So like, I might not just not decorate. It's not my problem anymore, is it? <laughs> so you're gonna leave them with like, you're gonna trash the room and leave like you're the who yeah. leaving a hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's take one more. Let's do one more, and we'll finish on that. Uh, no, we can't have that. Futuristic fit. Okay. Yeah, what futuristic thing from a sci-fi movie do you wish actually existed? Um, the microwave from Spy Kids. I what? I can't remember. I've seen the films. It's where she puts the plastic in, and McDonald's appears. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like the rehydrator in Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty. Because also. Like, I don't think I could be trusted with a time machine. No. No, you'd create too many alternate realities that it, things would get weird. What about, like, what about tele- I, teleportation? I, yeah, I think that'd be cool, but like... It's a bit, like, where, who... Like, I, I feel like with a pizza that is microwave, it's acceptable, you can just put it in a room. Whereas teleportation is a whole... I see I, these things are like for people with great imaginations. They're like, oh, yeah, I want the spaceship Enterprise. Whereas I'm like, well, I couldn't pilot that, so I don't think I want that. <laughs> what about instead of teleportation? Yeah, fuck it. I love the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Yeah, what? you can have that. I was going to say, instead of teleportation, what about the tubes that are in future armor? <laughs> I'm too far to get stuck in them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, right. So. We'll leave it on that one. The next show we're going to do is hopefully everyone together, if I can wrangle in the... Uh... Gangbang. Yeah, the gangbang show. I've got a good game ready for it, which is why I'm trying to get everyone together, because I've got quite a fun game All right. uh, that I've prepared to do with disease. Um, oh, yeah. Is it what disease we've had? Because we've had a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine what Dan's had. Dan, Dan's probably had diseases that have been extinct for years. Like He's probably had, like... I went for a pint with Dan the other day. I saw and I was really jealous because it looked like such yeah. a nice little... I, you know, I'd, I'd love to have been there. You guys just sat having a pint, you know, talking about... We were swapping relationship advice and everything. It was beautiful. Dan's good at relationship advice. He's wise. Well, no, he was asking me. Oh, yeah, no, he, he, he'll... Yeah. Like he, he, we talk quite a lot about relationships and things, and he does. But he's quite wise in like for such a young kid. Yeah, he's got a lot of wisdom. He does, but also he's a fucking idiot at the same time. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's such... Yeah, for sure. He fascinates me more than anyone else in the world. Right. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. So, I am Paul Connell. I am Jed Salisbury. And we are the Comedians on a Couch. Add us on Instagram, Instagram.com. Well, not Instagram.com, really. At, Just at Comedians on a Couch. At Comedians on a Couch. At Comedy on a Couch on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Twitch at Comedians on a Couch. Twitch.tv forward slash Comedians on a Couch. Uh,